welcome back to Vibing in Valentino. So I'm recording this intro on election night and I uh, try to keep politics out of everything that I do, especially on social media, especially when it comes to podcasts. So I am wanting to um, encourage everybody to, you know, whatever the outcome, because I don't know what the outcome is right now, but whatever the outcome is, um, I don't know if we're going to even know by the time this episode is out, but I hope we can move forward in the direction of mutual respect and unity from both sides and out of love and kindness and generosity for fellow inhabitants on earth rather than, you know, asserting power or superiority over any specific demographic. 2020 has been a wild ride. And if anything, I think that it should teach us to be a little bit more aware of things bigger than us and outside of us and our direct inner circle. So yeah, that's all I have to say on that matter. So fingers crossed for better days ahead when it comes to politics, but I really want Vibing and Valentina to be an escape from all that. And so... We're just going to get right into it. Before we get into our conversation with our guests of the week, I want to share with you guys something I'm obsessed with. And it's actually more of like a health tip because um, I've been very public about like my desires to reduce my alcohol intake <laughs> over the years. Um, I've been kind of successful, sometimes less successful than others, but just because I have so many like social things to go to like uh, mind you thailand is completely open so everything that i'm doing is safe i'm not going against you know uh public health laws or anything here so every time that i am not at one of these gatherings i don't drink so i used to be like a heavy like a glass or two of wine every single night and i don't do that anymore um i kind of just I'm over it. I don't want to save it for when I am around good company. I've started swapping out alcohol for soda water, but I drink it in a wine glass just to keep the same kind of vibe. And it helps me cut down on calories and excessive unnecessary alcohol intake. And yeah, tonight, just with the stress of everything and anxiety of everything, I went through like two bottles of soda water at dinner. <laughs> and I was telling my mom, I was like, if it was real wine, I would be wasted right now. I'm just so nervous and anxious about everything. So, yeah, I suggest you guys to kind of supplement that. I mean, you get the same kind of vibe of, you know, enjoying something out of a wine glass. I think if you're a big wine head like me, um, that matters. And so, if you, if you, it's just one of those healthy swaps where you can really save some calories because. With me, a glass turns into two, two glasses turn into, you know, a full bottle, maybe two bottles, and that really does not do me any favors. Also, a quick little message before we get into our conversation, if you guys want to purchase my eight-week workout program, it's for at home or in the gym, Vibing Strong, uh, you can purchase that on my website, vibinginvalentino.com. Also on the website, you guys can book a one-hour coaching call with me about anything diet and nutrition or fitness-related, or if you guys just want to chat about, you know, friendships, drama, boy problems, etc., etc. It really helps sometimes to kind of 
get like a third party opinion about things I'm completely confidential obviously I know how to keep a secret <laughs> um, and you can also purchase the goodie bag kit it comes with a super heavy booty band and two core sliders and it gives you the ultimate do anywhere workout okay let's get right into our conversation with our guest of the week Our guest this week is so bomb, I fangirled when she responded. She is a professional dancer, she's been on tour with artists like Jason Derulo, Trey Songs, and Pitbull, and she specializes in heels choreography. She teaches class on the Steezy app, and that's actually how I found her. I've already taken two of her classes and she's amazing. <laughs> She is also the founder of Body Love, a platform promoting self-love and confidence. Kayla Brenda, welcome to Vibing in Valentino. Oh my goodness. Hello, girl. Hi. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> when you said you took my class, I was so excited because I just feel like sometimes when I'm recording, you took on Steezy, right? Yeah. So you're taking online. And mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm recording, I just feel so alone because it's just me in a yeah. room like we're filming the class but then when I hear people's feedback and you were so excited about it it just it like helps me to know what kind of energy is you know being put out with yeah. the class and pulled back in and all this stuff so no, it's so good I mean I think you were alone for the Tanashi one yes that was due to COVID they said you can't bring anybody you gotta come alone I was like oh, it's gonna be oh. awkward like I love to make jokes <laughs> You know, it's but fine. the um, the Chloe Halley one, do it. That oh, one was so yes. cute. Oh my gosh! Yes, I love that song. First so of cute. all, I love Chloe and Halley, and had to teach to it. If you're listening and you want a fun little class, go it's try so to take good. it with your girlfriend safely. So good. And I think when <laughs> I was watching the demo, it looked a lot harder until you broke mm -hmm. it down. But I also feel like that's just like your yes. teacher. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, it's always it's all in the breakdown. Yeah, it's all it in is. the breakdown. It is. Yeah, we all get there. We all get there together. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us about yourself. Give us some background mm -hmm. info on you. Okay, so hey, what's up guys? I'm Kayla Brenda. <laughs> I'm a professional dancer and I have been for the past ten years. Based in LA, but you know, takes me everywhere. And prior to that I was from a very small town in Colorado. My closest neighbors growing up were a monastery of nuns. <laughs> and I drove two hours to get to the nearest dance studio. Wow. So I just, my parents put me in dance when I was a toddler, like two or whatever. And I loved the tutus. And then I just stayed in it. I can't ever remember a time where I wasn't dancing other than my father would like make me take week long breaks to like heal my body because I was like so excited about it all the time that I would just dance constantly yeah. at class and then at home and my dad was like, okay, like we're driving you two hours to and from every day. You need, you need to settle down for like yeah. a week. <laughs> um, and I hated it. I would cry. I just hated it. But in the long run that helped me not get burnt out, yeah. you know, like, a lot of the other younger kids that were dancing, they would get burnt out or they would lose their passion or whatever. And I never got burnt out. So yeah. I guess owe it to my dad for those yeah. week long breaks. When I was 16, I came 
to uh yeah 16 i came to la for a summer camp i got like a little scholarship for a dance camp Mm -hmm. at a performing arts school out here and loved it and i went home and i was like you guys meaning mom and dad (laughs) i want to move to la and i want to graduate high school early and i want to move when i'm 17. my parents were like oh my god okay (laughs) so Anyways, I did my last two years of school in one year. I worked really hard. I homeschooled myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom helped. She's a teacher. And I moved to L.A. when I was 17. And the rest is History. has been a journey since, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I mean, what was it like going on your first tour? Like, do you remember? Oh, my goodness. That whole thing? Yes. So my first, like, bigger tour was actually a a huge German artist like think the Celine Dion of Germany Mm -hmm. (laughs) was who my first tour was with um and I remember when I got the job I just I was in such disbelief because that's what you dream of as a dancer you know you see glamorous tours and traveling the world and I you know was about to go to Europe for four months and see all of Europe and it's amazing. I was just like, yes. And I think I was twen- 19 or 20. I was like, oh, my God. And I just, I mean, I just loved it. Yeah. It was everything. And my biggest goal with when I moved to L.A. was I was like, I just want to dance enough to be able to support myself and mm-hmm. travel. And so that was kind of those two things coming together. And I, I mean, I just, I absolutely loved it. I took it very seriously. I would, before every show, I would do like a full ballet bar class <laughs> to wow. make sure that I was fully warm. Like yeah. I was, I, I just was very excited to be there. And it was so fun. I grew, I feel like I grew up like I had my 21st birthday after a show somewhere in Europe. That's so like, cool. <laughs> drinking wine for the first time and I mean, you know, not the first time, but, like, <laughs> the first time feeling free enough to do it, yeah. like, legally. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty special, for sure. How did you keep such a good head on your shoulders and, like, remain mm-hmm. so grounded when it's, like, I feel like when you're that young and it's, like, seems like such a glamorous yes. and, like, fast-paced kind of lifestyle and you're, like, yeah. so close to, like, these big yes. artists and living that kind of life, how did you remain so grounded and like in control of like in focus so I think a couple things come to my mind with that question um first I was kind of the generation of professional dancer that like was right before the social media craze right so LA nine years ago was and Hollywood in general. Yes, Mm -hmm. still had all the typical Hollywood LA things, but it didn't have this like influx of social media. Um, And the the way that dancers blew up on social media now. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually very grateful for that (laughs) because um, I do see how with younger dancers now coming out, that can be very confusing because you're constantly comparing. Um, For me, one thing that always tethered me was like I, I really, it was the passion for it. You know, yeah. I really didn't care wh- what, who I was dancing for or what I was doing. Like my, my goals were simple. I just wanted to dance and right. be able to live, right. you know? And 
as long as I was dancing and learning, I knew that I would get the pieces along the way to get to where I wanted to get to. Yeah. Um, eventually, you know, and obviously that took patience, hard work, fucking up a lot. But I think keeping the love and keeping the the genuine passion for dance, not just like, oh, I'm hungry to be in a music video. Like, no, I just want to dance, right, <laughs> you know? Right. I think I think that kept me centered. And also I just... I have I have really great parents that raised me to be a confident being and to trust myself. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I moved to L.A., it was very nerve-wracking for them, them not having any other kid or experience in the world of dance or right. art, really. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was so young, their only daughter, moving to the big city at 17. Yeah. But my dad would always you know just say just trust your trust your gut trust yourself if something doesn't feel right you yeah. can leave and I've done that a couple of times there's been a couple auditions where or left? a couple where I left like oh my gosh I'll never forget there was this one and there's so there's for the people that aren't dancers there's a term called typecasting okay. where um to save time in an audition so to whittle down the the people quickly mm -hmm. um they do a typecast where they bring all the dancers in they line them up so this is like probably at least 100 dancers are like on average mm -hmm. and the choreographer director will go down the line because they're generally looking for a certain type right right, right. whether it be tall skinny blonde whether it be curvy girl dark hair whatever whether it just be hot Mm -hmm. whatever they that means to them right they go down the line and they tap certain people on the shoulder to stay and the rest of the room can leave after that and then those people that make it past the typecast are the ones that get to dance and audition um and I went I was young I think I had just turned 18 maybe and I had gone to an audition um and they said oh we're gonna do a typecast and they said okay whatever that's fine so yeah. We lined up, and then the, the creative director said, okay, now everybody turn around, and if you're wearing pants, like, make it, like, either pull them down or, like, make it so your butt is shown, because we're casting off of your booty, Oh, my basically. God. And I was like, okay. Um, that, yeah. Like, yeah. That, and for the girls that, you know, were comfortable with that, that's great for them. At that point in my life, I was like... I don't know what kind of video this is going to be if this matters so much. Right. So I'm going to just take my bag and I then expect, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I think just like having a sense of self-trust and not being afraid of Hollywood because everybody like looks at Hollywood like you can be blacklisted any yeah. second or like, you know, one mistake and you're out. Like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this my way and I'm going to make a path that's mine. And if whatever that involves, it involves, but I'm not about to, you know, sell my soul for Hollywood, I right. guess, you know? Right. Um, so yeah. And I think that's definitely probably a lot more common now. Cause I mean, even like not mm -hmm. in the dance world, like even, you know, all the tea coming out about like shady photographers that's been coming out lately oh, too it's just yeah i think social media has really made it so everybody wants to be in the industry in some form yes, or another famous yeah yeah exactly exactly and 
Unfortunately, I think when you are chasing that or that's the main goal, goal you know, is to be seen mm-hmm. or to be, um, you know, the, yeah. the significant, yeah. then you're almost willing to sacrifice anything for right. that, you know? Right. My, my dance teacher, when I moved out to L.A., she had me write on a piece of paper um, three things I would never sacrifice mm-hmm. for my goal. So even though my goal was from a good place, you know, I wanted to dance. I wanted to be a dancer. Yeah. She was like, what three things will you not sacrifice for your dream? Mm -hmm. And like, that's like, I think for anybody in any field of work, that's important. You know, like say you want to be a CEO of a business. Okay. Well, what three things like, is it your family? Mm -hmm. Like, do you need to protect your family at all costs, Mm -hmm. you know, to, before you realize this goal or whatever, you know, everybody has the three things that keep keep them solid yeah um and unfortunately for all these influencers or whatever i don't think i mean maybe some of them have their three things but i think people just want to be significant whatever you know and that's their they're like i'll do anything to just be important you know yeah yeah but i do think it comes from a place of people wanting to be known yeah you know i I want to be known i want to be seen yes exactly and i always hear about like the cutthroatness of the dance industry especially mm-hmm. um like in ballet where yes. um it's so it's so much pressure that they put on you to look a certain way and lose weight mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. have you experienced any of that and how have you maintained such a healthy relationship with your body despite all of mm. that okay so absolutely first of all absolutely yeah experienced it it's everywhere. So when I grew up, I started, you know, training classically, ballet, contemporary, all of that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time was also doing gymnastics. I just have always loved gymnastics. So I did both for a while. And when I would be at gymnastics, you know, they'd be like, oh, you're too slim. You're too, you're too fragile. You need to work out twice as much as the other girls. Like you need to have like a gymnast body, right? Mm-hmm. To be powerful. Right. And then in the next hour, I would go to a ballet class and they'd be like, oh, you're too muscular. You need to, you need to, if you want to be a dancer, you can't be like this muscular. Like you need to slim down. And I was a kid, you know, so um, it started there just feeling like, okay, I'm too much in this arena and I'm not enough in this arena. And it, it was just kind of an internal realization that I loved both of these things, but I could, I knew I couldn't be both things. Right. And, um, I just, I think I just kind of stayed in the middle cause I was like, doesn't sound fun to me to work out all the time. And it definitely doesn't sound fun to me to not eat. Right. So <laughs> I'm just going to kind of stay in the middle. Right. So then as we continue throughout time Uh now at some point it was you know trending to be super skinny yeah now it's trendy to be really curvy right you know and I I see from like an outside perspective women follow the trend yeah follow what's what's in as far as body type but I think you don't realize what you're putting your body through like you spend five years trying to be thin and willowy and yeah. a s- supermodel for that time. Yeah. And then suddenly the trend shifts and now you're 
desperately trying to put on weight and gain muscle. Right. You know, and you're the whole time your body's at your mercy. And I think my connection to my body through dance, um, you know, has always been sacred to me. And I kind of, what kept me centered was I was like, I don't, I don't want to put her speaking of my body. I don't want to put her, her through that. Like I need to keep her healthy and strong to be able to dance. And those are the two things that (laughs) I personally need. Yeah. And it's also the understanding that you're never going to be everything for everyone. Never. Ever. And every beauty standard in general or body standard in general is created to be unattainable right (laughs) you know what I mean right so it's so first of all half of it's not real yeah okay great (laughs) half of it's not real it's photoshop on instagram love it second half of it is what good does it serve me if I can't do what I love or whatever because I'm trying to chase a a standard or a body type and what is what is chasing that standard taking away from my mental health, my physical health, and my emotional health? And is it worth it? Right. You know, I think just keeping those questions in mind um, have helped me stay centered and hopefully could help women in general, you yeah. know, stay centered, protecting protecting your, your, your temple, your mind, yeah. your spirit yeah. over trying to attain... Uh, you know Kim Kardashian status yeah whatever that 100%. is 100% <laughs> yeah. I love that you referred to your body as like almost a separate like entity and you were like yes. I don't want to tr- like I don't want to put her through the extremes of like everything For sure a good friend of mine always says like our bodies are our only true home and we need to treat them like we need the security deposit back yeah and I I yeah. lo- I just love that you know and I do feel like it, it is the most important relationship that you have yeah. is you to you in yeah. your entire life. Like that's the one that you live and die with. Right. Yeah. So we need to show up to this relationship with intention and respect the right. same way that we would hope to show up to the relationships in our life. And it's interesting when we, you know, put effort into showing up with kindness, compassion and empathy to mm-hmm. relationships outside of ourselves. And then the relationship within ourself is a war, you know, yeah. it's like we're at war with ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's important to, to see your body as your most or your, your relationship with yourself and your body. is the most important relationship. So how can you then show up with kindness, compassion and empathy, you know, mm-hmm. for your physical form? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everything you're saying now is kind of the cornerstone for your mm. body love program yes can you tell us about body love what is it and why do you think it's so key for women so body love basically is a space for women to show up for their bodies without demanding an aesthetic result right Mm -hmm. so we we see um stuff online all the time like oh do this exercise program and you'll look like this Mm -hmm. um work out with this person 12 million times a week and you'll have this body yeah uh go on this diet and your body will look like this there's always like an if then if you do this then your body will do this so we learn to engage with our bodies because we want something from them but Uh, the thing is even if every single woman did the exact same workout 
program and had the exact same diet, we would still all look differently. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we, our bodies would still all look completely different. So I wanted to create a place for women to show up for their bodies, mm-hmm. to com- come back home to their bodies, to experience their bodies without putting a demand on their body also, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just... I was inspired to create it because of my experience in the dance world, A, um, my experience in Hollywood, Mm because, you know, in order to um, be a successful professional dancer, I have to kind of adhere to a certain set of rules, a certain set of these standards, (laughs) you know? Um, to have a successful career and that it is what it is. It's just the bullshit of Hollywood. Yeah. But here's the thing. So if I have to adhere to these standards, then I get put on a music video or a commercial or a tour behind Mm -hmm. an artist, right? I'm helping sell this standard to the rest of the world. Yeah. And that commercial that I'm in or that artist I'm dancing behind, like this is what gets blasted out everywhere else as like the standard of Of beauty beauty. and body and whatever. Right. And so I've literally been able to see how these things are created. Yeah. You know, I walk in in my sweats looking homeless as shit (laughs) and they have a whole glam squad they do hair, makeup, like they'll contour bodies if they need to. Right. They put you in the perfect wardrobe to look a certain way. There's angles, there's lighting, not to mention past that, there's post editing. Yeah. You know, like there's so much money, there's so much time and talent that go into creating whatever image is being sold to the world. Right. And I wanted to kind of be able to pull back that curtain for a little hot second for women and say like, it's not real. Yeah. You know, these, these things that we're chasing and these things that we feel like we have to be, they're curated, they're, they're made, they're created with money and intention, you know? Um, so that, uh, coupled with wanting a space for women to, women to come home to their bodies in a healthy way, also coupled with, I want women as they connect to their bodies mm-hmm. to connect to their sensuality as well. Right. right. You know, because I think as women, we, that's a part of us that not everyone has the luxury to explore all the time. Yeah. Or we're told, we're taught and told that that part of us is only for the bedroom. Yeah. Or it's only for our partner. Right. Instead of like, no, 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 it's, it's for you. It's right. yours. Right. You know, and it's worth knowing. Yeah. It's worth exploring. It's worth connecting to as yeah. we're connecting to our bodies. So yeah. um, that was kind of the inspiration for Body Love, where it came from. And it's turned into something super beautiful. Like the community of women is so open mm-hmm. and vulnerable and they show up and they're it's just it's just a bomb space so yeah. I'm ex- I'm super excited to to continue down the road it's still just the beginning yeah. but I'm, I'm in love with it I think the mission behind it is amazing I think one mm-hmm. because like you said I think as women we rarely interact with our bodies or ask anything of our bodies mm-hmm. or connect with it out of love I think we're always we're always coming from a place where we're trying to change it or we're trying to mold it or 
you know, kind of demand more from it, whether it maybe not even change mm-hmm. it physically, but we're trying to like lift heavier in the gym. We're trying to run longer, yeah. run further, run faster, any of that. Mm-hmm. So we're always coming from a place where it's like, we're trying to improve on our bodies instead of just enjoying where it's at, which is really important. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And instead of just listening, yeah, you know, like taking a moment each day, what what does my body need when's the last time you listened inward you know what do I what do I really need like sometimes I catch myself doing this like I look at myself in the mirror a million times a day because I wake up wash my face I'm looking in the mirror skincare whatever Mm -hmm. then to get ready I put on makeup I'm looking at the mirror I'm Mm -hmm. literally staring at my face for like an hour Mm -hmm. (laughs) I go to the studio I dance in front of the mirror you know so I'm literally looking at my reflection constantly and women in general are right we look at our reflection Mm -hmm. all the time but then the question then is when is the last time that you looked at your reflection and actually saw yourself right instead of just judged what you see right you know so I just think it's important to Sometimes I just take a moment and I literally look into my own eyes and then just listen. Like, what do I need? What are my eyes telling me that I need? What does my body need? It's just important, you know, because women are high functioners normally, you know, we're overachievers. We want the world, which is bomb. But I, I also think we need to foster a little bit more kindness and compassion for ourselves and our physical bodies. Yeah. yeah. I also think that with your program, it's so mm-hmm. it's so much more genuine in the way that because you are like and I say this like I'll probably say this later on too, like you are actually mm-hmm. body goals to to me and like a lot of people. <laughs> if it was not you like pushing mm-hmm. the message, it might almost feel like like coming from a place of a little bitterness a little salty okay you know what I mean I love that perspective I love that perspective because people have also come at me and been like like what the fuck do you know what you're talking about body positivity if you're skinny (laughs) I'm like girl what (laughs) so just because I'm skinny I can't be body positive and (laughs) right and I think that the whole fucking thing is you know it doesn't matter what type you are right every woman has experienced it or what body you know like right now for example just to lift the veil a little bit recently since the trend of being curvy is a thing Mm -hmm. I've been told to gain weight and that I need to shape my body in a certain way to like stay relevant yeah and I'm just like am I back to when I was in gymnastics and ballet you know like I'm not gonna chase that right I'm gonna take I'm gonna focus on taking care of me that's that's the priority you know but so it's I mean I'm so flattered that you said that yeah at the same time there's an a whole mess of people my body type is not quote unquote trending right now (laughs) you know (laughs) so so it's everybody experiences it in different ways yeah yeah some women get shamed for being too skinny oh she's too thin even if it's natural for her you know then other women get shamed for being too curvy and it doesn't matter what you look like everybody has experienced the disconnect why because I think 
parts of our society are, are, are set on disconnecting us from our bodies yeah. as females, you know, like if they can control our bodies, then it's easier to control us. Yeah. What do you think then we like, can we do as women and a collective to help mm-hmm. empower one another? Because this seems just yeah. like a universal problem, but also yes. the whole body, like you said, body positivity mm-hmm. community can be really toxic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know recently like Adele came out with her weight loss and they were just yeah, hating yeah. on her oh for God. losing weight. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Do what she wants to do. Right. Like what, that is not um, positive. So I think this, I think a general rule in life, mm-hmm. in anything, is the harsher that we judge ourselves, the harsher we judge other people. So I think probably the people that react to things like that with judgment are probably the people that are really hard on themselves. Yeah. So to answer your question, I think what we can do as women is honestly, we've got to do our own work. Yeah. We have to have to dive into our own triggers and what we've learned to be triggering seeing the female form in a certain way yeah right because you know if I've learned that being skinny my whole life is bad and I'm skinny I need to do my own work I need to I need to own what I am and love what I am and think I'm fucking sexy with what I have you know I need to get to that place so then I can say say okay my body is great for me. And when I see another woman online, her body's great for her. You know, yeah. there's then the kind of the, ju- I think the judgment gets taken out. So right. I think that comes with practicing kindness and compassion for yourself and fully accepting yourself. And I don't, don't just mean like, yeah, I'm cool with who I am. Like, I mean, like, I want, I want you to like really love right. your body. I would, like, I want you to actually think you're sexy. Yeah. Like as you are yeah. without makeup or yes. posing. Like, I want you to just look at your form and be like, holy fucking shit. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can cuss on here. Yeah, you can. You got it. Okay, okay. (laughs) I want you to be able to look at your body, like, without standing a certain way and be like, I am, like, so divine. And when we're starting, when we come from that place, when we have kindness and compassion and full acceptance for ourselves, then when we interact with other women online that are, you know, expressing their sensuality or showing their body in a certain way like we're not going to react with judgment we're going to react with like yes queen Mm -hmm. why because i'm saying yes queen to myself when i passed by the mirror yeah you know so i think i think it starts there i think it starts with doing our own work i have a course out right now for body love it's Mm -hmm. an online seven-day course um it just is about everything we've been talking about basically and on one day of the course i think day five of the course Um, there's a challenge and the challenge is to take a sensual selfie. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that can mean whatever anybody wants it to mean. Yeah. But essentially I want women to take a photo of themselves, like dripping in their own light, feeling good in their own skin Mm -hmm. and capture it as like a moment, as a memory. And they can keep it if they want to, or they can share it with a group, whatever they're comfortable with. So a girl um, the other week shared, we have a private Facebook group that we stay connected with each other in. She shared her sensual selfie to the Facebook group. And she's somebody that, you know, her normal Instagram, she would never yeah. post anything like this. Yeah. And she was like, I just felt good about myself. I felt confident. I wanted to share. 
So she shared. And I didn't see the post as soon as it went up. I saw it maybe two days later. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got there, there was a bunch of comments. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had like a, shit, like, are people going to be like, what are they, what's their reaction going to be? You know, this is the first time somebody's posted something like this to the group. Like I was like a little nervous. And I went down every single comment from all females were supportive and were like just beyond like yes queen yeah you look divine I love seeing your confidence in this photo um you can really see the light in your eyes like I feel like you feel comfortable and it's giving me peace to look at like really yes really positive responses all the way down the line and I just have this moment of like this is what the internet could be (laughs) you know if if women did their own work and showed up for themselves first then we're able to show up for other women in a supportive and positive way so that was kind of a long-winded answer but 100 because yeah because if you love yourself there's really no reason to hate right exactly and like i'm gonna live my life and be me and be a queen and she's gonna live her life and be her and be a queen right and this is great for both of us yes (laughs) you know yes her crown does not take away from my crown exactly but like i said like you're seriously body goals so i cannot like let you off the phone and not ask you (laughs) like your diet and fitness tips and details But I also kind of, like, I'm trying to frame it in a way where it's, like, healthy. So it's, like, give us your health routine. I really appreciate that. I appreciate a health routine. Yes. So I'm, and everybody might hate me for this, but it's the truth. I don't work out. I hate, I hate working out. so annoying. I hate the the idea of working out. I hate the idea of gym. Uh Like, they're nasty to me. I just, that's just Especially now. But, especially now. But I will say, I, the most important thing, and this would be the advice I would give to anybody, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to connect deeper to your body or foster any kind of change in a healthy way, is listen, right? Listen to your body. Mm -hmm. Don't force your body to do something it doesn't want to do every day. Yes, it can be beneficial at times, but if your body's asking for rest, give it rest. Yeah. So I, I think dance has like I said, fostered this, helped me foster this relationship to my body where um, I I listen to what it needs and I try to give it what it needs. So, you know, I said I don't work out, but I do dance a lot. (laughs) So that's kind of, I guess, the That's your workout, yeah. I'm not like sitting there doing squats, but I, (laughs) you know, teach a heels class and my legs are shot afterwards. So I guess that's the version of, but... So if I've been dancing or teaching or on set like this past week a lot, of, like for five days straight, mm-hmm. and then I get to a day off day, I'm I'm not going to dance. No. I'm not going to work out. I'm probably going to either rest. I might give myself a nice long stretch. I might take a yoga class. You know, like it's just whatever. If I feel like I have stuck energy, if I haven't really been doing that much, then I might, you know, take a nice maybe a more difficult yoga class and then um I have some friends online that teach like Pilates online mm-hmm. I love Pilates it's it just gets the muscles yeah like in an in a very articulate and targeted way yeah that I appreciate as a dancer right and I think it's um, also easier for you to be really in tune with those muscles because you're a dancer mm-hmm. yes so yeah. but yes Pilates oh my gosh um <laughs> 
this one i'll send her to you on instagram you can okay. put it in the notes yeah, this yeah, one yeah. friend of mine she's a dancer she dances for lady gaga her pilates she puts pilates classes on her igtv and they're oh fire God. so Amazing. i'll send you but um so basically i think for me that's why my body works in the way that it does because i listen and mm-hmm. i give it what it needs yeah same with food okay. i don't restrict myself i don't follow any kind of diet other than i'm vegan because i love animals yeah <laughs> that's a whole that has no that it just has to do with the animals <laughs> but um but i i listen you know if there are certain foods that bloat me and make me feel like shit afterwards i don't I don't eat those again. You know, I'm like, okay, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And what doesn't work? Let me figure out what doesn't work. So I, I don't put inflammation into my body, you know? And then, um, I, I tried to give my body as, as pure foods as I can, you know, fruits and veggies. But if I'm starving and I want a burger, a vegan burger, I'm (laughs) going to get a vegan burger and I'm not going to feel any kind of shame (laughs) afterward. You know, like I think, I think, too, when we free up our bodies to just do what they do, like, you'll be surprised, like, how how your body kind of settles. Yeah. Because um, it's also true that if we're so str- – I had a friend that um, when we were on a dance program together, she was under a lot of pressure to lose a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And it was unhealthy pressure. Yeah. And so she – was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to work out all the time. Like I'm going to only eat, you know, white chicken and broccoli for the next whatever. And she did, but because she was so worried about it and Mm -hmm. because it was coming from a place of like, I have to do this or I'm, you know, like I need to do this. I just, uh, I'm unsatisfied and I'm not going to be successful if I don't. She actually ended up gaining weight. She was doing all the things to lose weight. So she was barely eating. She was working out, dancing. All of the, all of that, but because she was so anxious and stressed yeah. about the process, it made her gain weight in mm-hmm. the end, you know. And when she finally let go and was like, "I'm just, I'm just gonna flow. I'm gonna follow my needs. I'm going to treat my body with respect with what I put into it, but I'm not gonna shame myself if I want a fucking cookie or whatever." Mm-hmm. And everything kind of settled after that, yeah. you know. So. I think it does. It's also an energetic thing. It's yeah. how are you approaching it? You know, like, yeah. are you approaching your workout because you're trying to lose five pounds by tonight for your date? Or are you approaching your workout because you want a moment to get some endorphins pumping and connect to yourself and show up for yourself? Yeah. You know, so I hope that helps. I think the answer, the short answer is just stay intuitive. Listen yeah. to your body. Give it what it needs, whatever yeah. it is you know coming from a place of of love for your body Mm -hmm. um from like a place of positive intentions and not and not like your friend where where it was from a place of such negative and yes yeah negative pressure or just Mm -hmm. outside forces where you're like you feel like you have to do something yes yeah yes so or you feel like your value is tied up in looking a certain way. That's also a, that's also kind of a negative experience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So again, I think that goes back to inner work yeah. and you know, if what's my relationship to working out, what's yeah. my relationship to like being physical in general, is it to get a, a, an aesthetic result constantly? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, or when was the last time I connected to myself in this way to just connect and to give my body what it's asking for? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Before we wrap the show, we do a segment every week. It's called Weekly Weakness, all about your favorite thing of the moment. So it could be anything like a TV show, a product, a book, a song, anything at all. What is yours? My weekly weakness, and it's funny that you're phrasing it weakness, because Uh literally this week I was like, this is like borderline a problem. Like I need to stop. (laughs) Is buying plants. Okay, so I've had a couple plant babies for, like, a couple years. Like, I have some snake plants. They're easy to take care of in an apartment. Um, And an an eternity plant I've had for a couple years. And I've, like, loved them. But I'm always traveling. I'm always on tour normally. So I keep the plants to a minimum. Or I have kept the plants to a minimum because I I don't want them to die when I'm gone. Right. (laughs) But I've been home now for however long this quarantine has been, and my apartment is full of plants. I can't stop. And I realize it's kind of like some type of, like, emotional soothing to me. Like, I noticed the other day I had, like, kind of a little argument, and I was, like, kind of upset. And I was, like, made an, like, I made an outlandish excuse to go to a plant store. Like, I, it was just something that I was, like, I just need to go to find <laughs> a, ti- a tiny pot for this tiny cactus. Oh. What? Like, it's fine. The, the cactus already has a pot. Like, I just wanted to go. And I, like, bought, like, four other plants. And I just am <laughs> obsessed. I love to learn about them and how to take care of them. <laughs> And which ones are, like, rare? Like, there's, like, a whole, like, r- there are, like, rare plants that, like, you're lucky wow. to find. So, girl, it's addicting. I swear <laughs> everybody has been buying a shit ton of plants. You know, it might be that we're all like, in stuck our at home. homes or apartments, yes, and we just want, like, a connect a connect point to something that's like alive yeah (laughs) or like you know so we want to grow something yeah um but i highly recommend it where do you even go for plants okay usually it's not like a target type of situation it's it's not a target yeah (laughs) but sometimes in grocery stores you know like in the floral section they're starting to have like plants in the floral section instead of just cut flowers and ah. that's a good place to go because here's a little secret. They put the ones that like, you know, say they set up the display and then one isn't getting enough light and it right. kind of starts to droop. They'll put the droopy one on like a clearance rack and it's like very cheap. And then you can just take it home and revive it, you okay. know, like you, that's like a little plant hack. Cute. But you can also get them at like nurseries. There's like plant nurseries around LA. That's what I go to. I don't know what it's like where you're at but I'm sure you could find something cool over there it changes up the whole vibe of a room it does and it's just it it brings a certain energy into it you know like it really makes it feel more (laughs) I sound like such like a a, I don't know what a guru right now (laughs) like it makes it feel so homey and just like like it's also like almost like having a, a, a pet or like yeah. a chia pet like it's really exciting to me when my plants get like new leaves like Aww. it's like exciting <laughs> like I'm like oh, I'm doing something right yeah, like yes, it's growing it. yeah <laughs> so that's definitely my weakness like and I told myself after the other day I was like okay I need to not go yeah. to a plant store for like 
a while. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. You're gonna so turn into like a it's like gonna turn into a jungle at your house soon. Honestly, the longer we stay in quarantine, the more of a possibility that that could happen. Yes. But that's such a vibe. Like as long as it's no kind of a vibe get in as like, long as no bugs get in it's i'm here for it because yeah. right now with all the fires in california i feel like they're kind of helping purify the air in my apartment 100 so i'm hoping for that <laughs> i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna give it a shot i think girl, yes <laughs> yes go girl yes. and to anyone listening i recommend getting something that's easy to take care of so a snake plant or okay. one of my favorites is a money tree Oh my god! Yeah, it's really cute. It has like a braided, a braided trunk. They like braid the trunk when it's really young, and then it makes these little green leaves. It's really cute. I think you'll like that one. Okay. Yeah. On my list. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Plant shopping. Plant shopping. (laughs) Become plant mom. (laughs) Please send me a photo. I will with with all my plants. With my plant baby. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Perfect. (laughs) please tell our listeners where they can find you and body love yes okay so you can find me on instagram at kayla brenda um that is the platform i utilize the most to Mm -hmm. communicate with the community so Mm -hmm. that's the best place to go and at bodylove.sanctuary i'll link all of that in the show notes as well for everybody you're fantastic thank <laughs> you <laughs> yes girl yes thank you so much babe for coming on today and talking to us and spilling all the secrets girl yes anytime i'm happy to come back anytime i yes. love i love i love a kiki yes okay i i know i'm dead i was probably gonna invite you back for like a let's like do a, it like, talk like about a girl anything. talk Girl, dating situation oh and, shit and with let's that. do it Here do you want to do go. it for real yes absolutely okay, let's okay, go okay. let's talk about it all yeah i love to talk <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll plan a date I we'll plan a date <laughs> okay i'm excited okay well thank mm-hmm. you so much for just being girl, you thank and you being yes a source of light girl of course and thank you oh my gosh i'm so glad you reached out and yes let's set another date this yes. was so fun 100 okay girl <laughs> have a good one i'll talk to you soon bye babe Bye, girly. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Kayla Brenda. If you guys enjoyed this episode or any other previous episodes, go ahead and give me five stars on iTunes. It really helps me out a lot. If you guys leave me a cute little written review with the five stars, you can ask me any question you want and I will answer it on the show. All right, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Stay stress-free, have some fun, and I will catch you next Friday on Diving Valentino. 